up, my friends? It is Play by Play coming to you live on this Thursday. Casey Just Player here, hoping everybody's having a wonderful day. We've got a fun-filled 90 minutes of sports talk coming your way. Give you a rundown of what's going to be happening here today on the show. <clears throat> In the next segment, I'm going to Tyler Lewis, the Terrebonne High School football coach. The Terrebonne Tigers got a big game tomorrow, taking on their rival HL Bourgeois. We'll ask Coach Lewis about all that. Then at 12 o'clock, the Home of Christian Warriors football program got their first win of the season after a rough start to the season. And I don't mean rough meaning that they got blown up. No, rough meaning that they should be 3-0. They have had some very tough, hard-fought defeats to start the year. They finally get one on their side. They're 1-2. and two. They're going to be taking on, I believe it's Riverside on uh, Friday. So uh, Home of Christian will be challenged in that one but heck you know as butch said on the saturday show we'll uh we'll see how they fall you know may the chips fall where they may they're taking on riverside academy on the road tomorrow then we're gonna comb some headlines we got a thursday night football game then we got a lot like all kind of drama to talk about you know an nba coach is being suspended and all kind of drama going on so we'll talk about that at 12 15 12 30 we get back at it with chris dugat Thibodeau high school football coach they're taking on east st john tomorrow then the bottom of the show we'll get you some betting picks now <clears throat> I want to open up today's show. We'll talk a little high school football, but first, before we do that, I want to talk some volleyball, man. We have, uh, we've neglected volleyball a little bit here, and that's my bad. I'm the dude who creates the content for the show. I make the rundowns and everything. We've neglected volleyball a little bit. Um, so let's give a rundown as to where some of the local teams sit in power rating numbers. Uh, this is, uh, as of right now, these are, these are numbers that are current as of games that were played yesterday. In Division One. We've got Hanville sitting at number six. They're 14-4, so Hanville's pretty strong. How about the HL Bourgeois Lady Braves? All the chaos and madness and craziness and some of it with which uh, we were at the center of, unfortunately, here with you know the coach coming on the show and saying things that the school system didn't like and whatever it may be. Um, <clears throat> those kids have responded, man. Super proud of those kids. The HL Bourgeois Lady Braves volleyball team was supposed to be down this year. They were not supposed to be very good. They were supposed to be kind of rebuilding. Well, they're number 13 in Division One. They're 15-4. and four. <laughs> So, you know, Coach Ballet and Coach Verrett and everybody that's, you know, pieced that thing together, kudos to them. They're playing super well. You got also Thibodeau's 4-4. Four four, they're 27th. Terrebonne is 6-11. They're 28th. Terrebonne's better than that. Terrebonne's better than 28th. Um, they're going to make a little run and a little surge here. When you look at the numbers and you look at the schedules and you look at the teams that have beaten Terrebonne, I'm seeing, okay, they lost an eight and three team, a fourteen and three team, a thirteen and three team, a nine and two team, a nine and seven team, a ten and three team, a ten and three team, an eleven and four team, a fifteen and zero team. They have played a gauntlet schedule, and they're not as bad as twenty eighth. Not that being twenty eighth is bad. That's not what I'm saying. But Terrebonne is a team that'll get into the play. They're about to get hot once they get into district play. They'll get into the playoffs, and they'll be a team that is going to be a very difficult out. Central Lafouche is 41st, not likely to be a playoff season for them. We go to Division Two, where we see that assumption, as always, no big surprise. The assumption Lady Mustangs are always very strong and very proficient. They're 11-4. and four. They're fourth in the power ratings. How about the South Lafouche Lady Tarpons, man? Lady Tarpon volleyball has not been known for its, you know, prominence in, in years past, right? They had that little run for the last five, six years where they've been good, made it to the Pontchartrain Center a couple times. But historically, outside of the last five, six years, that's a program that really hadn't been very good. 
This year, they're really good. 15-7 and seven overall. They're playing some good ball. Kudos to them. They are making it happen. They beat St. James decisively yesterday. So great to see them having some success. South Terrebonne is number 15 in the power ratings in Division II. They're 7-7 seven and seven on the season. And then we scroll down and see Ellender is number 32, 5-9 and nine on the year. And we also have... Uh, that's it for Division Two. Division Three is where we got some local contenders. Division Three, you got E.D. White, who's number three in the state right now with a ten and three record. Um, had their coach on at uh, Terrebonne General Media Day, and she was very open about, hey, like uh, we're trying to win it all here. You know that that's the goal. That's that's what we're trying to do. Vanderbilt is currently number sixteen with a six and five record. Coach Casillo and his crew have a good solid squad as always. They're kind of in that same situation that I mentioned with Terrebonne, right? You open up the Vanderbilt schedule and you see, okay, who are the teams that are beating them? They're six and five. Who's beating them? Oh, that would be ten and five Chappelle. That would be fifteen and zero Mount Cornwall. That would be ten and three Fountain Blue. That would be six and four Pope John Paul. That'd be seven and zero Haynes Academy. So Vanderbilt is playing the best of the best, the creme de la creme, as they say. They have scheduled a little bit light, right? A lot of these teams around the state have already played 15, 20 matches. They've played eleven. They've scheduled a little bit light. Their schedule's about ready to start to rev up a little bit more. They're going to play more in the coming days and weeks, and we're going to learn more about that Vanderbilt team <clears throat> as we get closer to the stretch run of the year. Berwick is number 20 in Division Three. Lutcher, number 22. Morgan City, number 27. Then we go to see the Division Four power rating numbers, and you see that John Curtis, of course, they're good. Number five, they actually have a, a, at least one player from this area. Patterson sitting at number 11. Um, scrolling on down the list here, no one locally. Then Division Five, we got Homa Christian. Or excuse me, Covenant Christian, who's number eleven with a six and three record, and Homa Christian, who's number twenty-two with a six and seven record. So that's where our local teams sit in terms of volleyball. There's going to be a lot of teams making the postseason, a lot of teams contending and trying to you know position themselves to make that run to the Pontchartrain Center. Um. It's ridiculous that volleyball isn't split and there's only five classifications, but you know that's not my decision to make. That We could do a whole show on that. We've already talked about that at length in the past, but that's where we sit. Now let's talk some high school football for a second. We've got some big, big, big local matchups in week four, some matchups with some teams that are um, hungry for wins. Everybody locally right now, except like E.D. White, is hungry for a win right now. There's not a team in the area besides for the Cardinals who are above 500 right now. Not one. Not one. You know, you got CCA who's one and one. Got a team that's at 500, but there's no one above 500 right now except for E.D. White. Central Lafourche and Franklin, the Trojans have to have that one if they want to, you know, put themselves in position. We mentioned yesterday's show they're near the bottom of the Division One power ratings. If they want to have any chance to turn that around, you got to beat Franklin. East St. John and Thibodeau will be a fun one. I was of the belief that Thibodeau was going to either beat or play very closely to St. James. That didn't happen. Uh, St. James blasted him. Thibodeau's got to figure out a way. You've got that brutally tough schedule that we always talk about. you got to find a way to start winning some of those games or you dig yourself a hole. Uh, HL Bourgeois and Terrebonne tomorrow. I like Terrebonne. Over on my Patreon site, I listed them as the second best team in the area. Let me tell you this, though. If HL Bourgeois cleans up some of the mistakes that they make in terms of pre-snap penalties and different things like that, they play a style 
that makes them dangerous on any given Friday night. And what I mean by that is they got that big, you know, Vortic power running game, you know, with, from the quarterback, and they, you know, do some inside zone reads. They got Miles at tailback, and they could potentially, if their offense gets going, hold the ball for a long time. They could control time of possession. They could shorten games. And if they get ahead of you, they could really, like an anaconda, just kind of squeeze the life out of the game. We'll chat with Tyler Lewis about that a little bit later in the show. But that's going to have to be the challenge from Terrebonne's perspective is getting them against the chains, making them play third and eight, third and nine. Because if it's third and two all day, Terrebonne's never going to get the ball. That was one of the issues that Ellender had in the second half last Thursday in that matchup is that H.L. Bourgeois was up. They were running, getting four or five yards a pop. And before you know it, the entire fourth quarter was bled dry. And H.L. Bourgeois had the ball the whole time. Hanville and Destrehan tomorrow. Um, that'll be out in Norco. Um, Hanville's good. They're strong. They're they're everything that you would expect a Hanville team to be. They're going to get blasted by Destrehan. They're going to lose by 30-plus points. Destrehan is on a different level. They are playing at such a high level right now. They're not going to have any problems with anyone in our district locally. They are just a different beast. Let's see what else we got in our local scores. Oh, Lord, loud computer sound. We'll have to check out that. We'll see what that was all about. I don't know if you guys heard that or not. Ellender and Morgan City tomorrow. That'll be a lot of fun. Assumption and St. James, boy, that'll be a great test. We've, we've been wondering how good is Assumption, you know, what can Assumption do and all this, that, and the other. Now they're going to be taking on St. James, and that'll be a big, big challenge for, for those, uh, those guys out there. We also have, of course, the game you'll be able to hear <clears throat> right here, which will be South Terrebonne and South Lafouche out in Berg. Lutcher and Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is kind of in that same mold as Thibodeau, right? Like, you don't want, like, you're playing a tough schedule and that's cool and it gets you ready and everything. But you don't want to lose too many of those games. They're one and two. They've got, got to face a behemoth on Friday. Vanderbilt's going to have to start winning a few of those ballgames. Berwick is red hot in our local 3A district. They're taking on Cohen College Prep. They're going to win that one, too. They're going to get the 4-0, barring you know, an upset there. EDY traveling to take on Woodlawn of Baton Rouge. This is going to be the biggest test of the year to this point for the EDY defense. <clears throat> EDY has started 3-0. They locked up Vanderbilt. They locked up Hannon. They locked up Assumption. Now you're facing a Woodlawn team that, though they're 1-2, they have played elite-level competition. They played University Lab in the opener, lost 25-0. Played Lafayette Christian, 33-12, defeat. And then last week beat George Washington Carver, 40-14. <clears throat> um, this is an opportunity to see where you match up, right? Because I think a lot of folks would say on paper, Lafayette Christian is probably the best team in Division Two. That's the classification that E.D. White is in. Division two select. So now you got it on paper. Lafayette Christian beat those guys by 21 points. That's not to say if you beat them by 17 that you're not as good as Lafayette Christian. No. But what I'm getting at is you want to have a comparable result, right? You want to be able to see, hey, we're up there with some of those guys, right? We're in contention with some of those guys. Edy White's got an opportunity to make a statement this weekend facing a great quarterback, facing a great squad. That's going to be a fun matchup. And I tell you this, <clears throat> that's going to be a challenge too. Because, dude, I, 
I get that they have a great defense. I get that through three games they haven't allowed a point and, and all these stats and everything that you hear. You're now facing a quarterback that's a power five commitment. That's a different level of an animal. He's going to be able to extend plays. He's going to be able to do things that no one else that they've seen so far has been able to do. And if that defense locks him up and holds him to 10 points or 15 points, something low, we're really on to something out in Thibodeau. And I think that they are, right? I think that they are really on to something. So that would be the score that I'll probably be most closely watching tomorrow as the scoreboard updates come in. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Tyler Lewis over at Terrebonne. His team's got a big one tomorrow against HL Bourgeois rivalry matchup. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Always on the run and short on cash. With a state bank and trust company debit card, you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks. Available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders. Call or stop by any State Bank and Trust location for all the details. State Bank and Trust Company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. Celebrating 75 years in business. Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed.
One of the games of the night locally tomorrow will be a matchup over at Tom B. Smith Stadium where we have the Terrebonne Tigers taking on the HL Bourgeois Braves, an annual rivalry matchup. We have Terrebonne coach, Coach Lewis, on the line now. Coach, good morning, man. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are we doing? I'm doing well. Yes, sir. Uh, it has been a fun week of preparation for your rival opponent, HL Bourgeois, I'm sure. Yes. Tell us about how the kids have been feeling, man. Oh, man, our kids are excited about the rivalry for sure. You know, we we share the same stadium, so, uh, you know, we call it a stadium showdown. So they're excited about that. But, you know, this week been mostly about fixing uh, the mistakes we've been making with the inside of our team. So they've been holding each other accountable about fixing the small stuff. Bro, you guys are so close, man. You lose a close one against John F. Kennedy. They're a really good football team. You go to Lakeshore, yeah. play a close one there. They're a good football team. You guys got to be feeling like, man, we're just a couple ball bounces, a couple of fixes here or there away from really exactly. having something. Exactly. We're, we're right there. You know, we're one play away um, from getting those victories uh, at both of those uh, away. Uh, we were on the road for sure at those two good opponents, um, like I said. Um, but we make mistakes. We made mistakes. Uh, we didn't win the turnover uh, margin for both of those games. And that, and that matters, and, and, and we wasn't really efficient on our special teams at times. So that's one of the things we've been emphasizing is really doing, uh, you know, eliminating those small mistakes that's beating ourselves. And uh, I think this week they're, they're really positive about it because that's all they've been talking about is we need to stop making the mistake, guys, that's on us. I saw HL Bourgeois um, last week whenever they took on Ellender, and one mm -hmm. of the things that they do well is if they get a lead on you late, like they get that power running game with the quarterback going, they control the clock, they dictate time of possession. Oh, and yeah. I, I mentioned earlier in the show how important is it going to be for you guys to win first and second down. You want them in third and eight. You don't want them in third and two. Oh, yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, we have to win the trench battle against um, HL Bourgeois, man. That, that quarterback, uh, he uses his leg, and he's a big boy. Um, I love his size. I love, uh, I love how he throw the ball away around. Um, but we're going to have to control the game within the trenches, you know, offensively and defensively. Coach, I know that this is going to be one that the kids are going to be hungry for because, of course, it's a rivalry like we talked about early, but they got you guys last year. I know you weren't there and weren't a part of it, but they they won the matchup last year. I know a lot of right. your boys that played in that are going to be saying, hey, we don't want that to happen again. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, they're, big, they're big on that. Our kids that was here last year are really bitter about losing that game, and, and, they, and they understand, and they, uh, you know, they're like, Coach, we, we could have won that if we really wanted to. But, you know, uh, our guys put that in the past, and then moving forward, you know, they have a great coach, uh, Coach Washington, and a good staff over there. They're working their butts off. Uh, so our guys are really excited about that going against people because they know a lot of the kids over there. So uh, it's going to be a great game, very interesting game for us to have for sure at home. Through three games, what are some things you think you guys are doing well? And then I know you said a minute ago you got to fix some mistakes. Where are some of those mistakes occurring? Specifically, where are you guys trying to you know try to shirt some things right. up? Some of the things we're doing well is is that our quarterback play. Carrington is playing really solid. He had a great game on last week at Lake Shore. Um, we're doing a better job of spreading it around to all our receivers. Last week we were we were, we were out. I was starting running back Jay Johnson. That really and it really showed. Uh, we leaned on Elvin Celestine, who's a freshman, did a great job as a freshman for us last week. Um, so we're gonna get Jay's back this week, uh, which is gonna be positive. That that would happen to us last week. Defensively, we had to get solid in the secondary. We made some changes personnel wise, moved some kids around. So we're gonna see that happen. And of course, we still have our our big front offensively. I mean, our defensively. 
with uh, Talon Bigham uh, and Julian Coleman at 340 pounds of each, uh, at standing at six four, you know, without two rush in. So uh, I, I think our, our trench game has really been our positive defensively. We need to get better secondary wise, uh, but offensively. Uh, we just one play away from being an explosive ball club, for sure. Bro, I know you never want to lose a starter, and you mentioned your running back was out. But with him out now, I'm sure with the, you know, the, the backup coming in and playing well, you feel more comfortable in the middle of the game, you know, maybe getting him a breather here or there, or, you know, oh, maybe yeah. even doing some packages where they're both in the game. Like, it creates yeah. an opportunity where, you know, you got another guy out there that you could trust. Oh, yeah. No, definitely, man. And, you know, Alvin, Alvin is one of the fastest kids in this area, for sure. Uh, and he's just only 14 years old, we, we, and we trust him a lot with carrying the ball. And he did a great job last week with doing that. Like I said, Jason's going to be back. He's going to be a little limited, uh, you know, being back from off an anchor, uh, ankle injury. Um, but uh, we de- we definitely have Elvin, and we have another guy we picked up from the JV squad, uh, Landon, Landon English, who's been doing a great job of being a physical back for us. That's something we was lacking in the last few games. It was just a downhill runner. Because uh, we have speed in the back, but we needed a downhill guy, and that's what we found this week coming out of JV. Bro, I really feel like this is a critical point of your season. You guys are taking on Bourgeois, oh, yeah. <laughs> Central Lafouche, Ellender before you get the river. Not to say that Man. you guys can't beat the river. That's not what I'm saying. But when you right. got Bourgeois, Central Lafouche, and Ellender, you got to take care of business next three yeah. weeks. Yeah, you know, we we got we gotta we have to win the next few games, you know, give ourselves an opportunity to get in the playoff with this new playoff look, um, you know, with only 28 teams. Um, like I said, we lost some close ones to some good teams. And, and not saying that Bourgeois and uh, Central are not good teams. Um, but, you know, just we have to give ourselves a chance versus uh, in tough games. You know, this will be a tough game. Central going to be a tough game. Uh, then we're gonna have Ellender at home for homecoming. That's going to be a tough game. So if we can win, if we can win the next three Going into Destrehan and East St. John, we're going to be okay. We just need that positive, that positive force to take us into the river to carry us over the river. I am uh, feeling like this is going to be a big crowd tomorrow over there, bro. And, and I know what, you know with the, the COVID and everything in recent years, we haven't had a whole lot of that. And I know it's yeah. cool to coach in. I know it's cool for the kids to play in. And man, a little oh, bit yeah. of taste of normalcy. Oh yeah, I mean uh, it's gonna be a big big game. Like I said, it's a it's a rivalry game, you know, uh, between the both of us. Uh, we share the stadium. We're both one and two right now. This is a district game. So, you know, we plan for a lot. There's a lot on the line. Uh, our kids know that. Um, we're, we're, we're overdue for another win this year. Um, so they're hungry. Um, they, they know what they have to do. They know, you know, the mistakes they had to clean up. And, you know, that it didn't even come from the staff. It came from the kids. Uh, the leadership council met with the staff and, you know, and they identified some problems and some positives. And uh, and they were right. They were right on a lot of the things. So they took it among themselves to bring everybody together to fix the problems that we have in the locker room. So I, I'm very confident about Friday. Very good. Thanks so much for the time, buddy. Good luck. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yep. That is Coach Tyler Lewis with Terrebonne. Um, they are at a critical point in their schedule. Um, they're one and two. You got Bourgeois, Central Lafouche, and Ellender. I think you're favored in all three of those games. If you could get those, you're four and two. And then you got to go face the behemoths, right? You got Destrehan, good luck. You got East St. John, I don't know as much about them, but they're undefeated. I'm sure they're damn good too. Thibodeau on the road, who knows? Who knows? Thibodeau's kind of a wild card. Some weeks they got it, some weeks they don't. Then you close out at Hanville. Um, You've got to get the next three. 
you've got to beat all of HL Bourgeois Central and Ellender. You cannot slip up anywhere in that mix there because if you do, then you're looking at like you're at the you're you're not going to be a 500 club likely and that, just all the different things and challenges that come with that. The playoff brackets, 28 teams, not 32. So the next three weeks for them, <clears throat> I'm not going to say that they're playoff games because they would uh, have other weeks in the back end to try to make up for go upset somebody. But in essence, it's like a playoff game. If they want to get into the top 28, those are all games that they have to have. And all games that on paper I think they're favored to have. So we'll see how it shakes out for Coach Lewis and his crew. <clears throat> they're close. John F. Kennedy's a good team, lost to them close. Lakeshore's a good team, lost to them close. Um, I think they'll be okay. And, I, and I, like I said earlier in the show, I rank them as the number two team in the area right now. You know, in fairness, it's in lieu of any other tremendous options, right? We don't have a whole lot to pick from, um, but I rated them as the number two team in the area based on some of the things that I'm seeing. I think they got good size up front, and, you know, they play hard and all that good stuff. Let's catch a break. When we get back here on play-by-play, we're going to home a Christian school. The Christian Warriors are going to be up for a tough challenge against Riverside, but they're riding high after getting a victory this past Friday night against Ascension Christian 27-17. But before we catch the break, let's do something that we frankly forgot to do at the top of the show, which is thank our sponsors. Let's thank Blue Boot Foundation, uh, Bent's RV, located on Highway 90 in Booty, Southland Dodge in Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Let's catch a break when we get back. Butch Terrio, Homa Christian School, will be chatting with us about some football. Uh, as we keep the train rolling, it is almost Friday night, y'all. We're almost there. Let's catch a break here on Play by Play. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. 
We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices, or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey, just clear here. We go to the phone lines for the first time today. Coach Butch Terrier with Homo Christian is on the line. Coach, good afternoon, man. How are you? Man, I'm doing great. What a beautiful day to be, be at school today, man. It's just Kids are doing great. Everybody's in the spirit of just doing the things the right way, man. I just can't can't just thank God enough for the way he placed me. Bro, um, I'm looking out outside. It is bright sun. It's it's you know looks like it's a beautiful day, as you said. It's funny because you guys are on the road whenever it's you know dry, but when it's home, I'm sure it'll start raining again and it'll tear up your field. Like terrible luck, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, apparently that I guess that seems how it goes around here at home, Christian. So. Yeah, it's some bad luck, but we're going to do whatever we got to do to go play some football. Very good. You guys are taking on Riverside. They're, they're awfully good. You were saying off the air a minute ago, you know, hey, go go out there, give it a shot, you know, try to shock the world. They got some playmakers, but you guys got some too. Give us a rundown of some things you guys, you guys got to do well tomorrow. <laughs> well, first of all, we got to pray for rain. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully it's real muddy. Uh, they got the best running back in the state. We know it. Everybody knows it. You know, uh, we just, you know, we're going to line it up. We're going to unface opponent like we do every week, go out there and try to play the game, best game of football we can. Like, we're going in the game, everybody in the world expects us to lose. But I tell my guys, you know, if we lose, hey, everybody expected that. But, boy, if we can win, if we can win, well, then what a great statement that would be for us. No doubt about that, man. And, look, when you're facing an opponent that has all these talented guys and skilled guys, like, does it become a point of emphasis when you have the ball? Hey, let's just go get three, four yards and try to hold the ball the whole game, keep it away? That's exactly what we're thinking right now. I was just telling my offensive coordinator, Tim Lucas, the other day, I said, you know, Tim, I really like to score, the, you know, man, but, you know, if you could just give me, like, three touchdowns but but make each drive about six, six and a half minutes, man, I, I would truly love you. <laughs> uh, defensively, you know, uh, you said they, they've got a great running back, and they do. Um, I'm sure a big em- emphasis this week will be on, hey, man, 
when we get our paws on him, he's got to go to the ground. I'm sure tackling was a big, you know, a point of emphasis this week, huh? Absolutely. Our theme right now is we know that this kid's a great running back. He, he he does what he's supposed to do. He's going to get his yards. He's going to get his 200, you know. Uh, our point is let's don't give him the extra 100 that, that he doesn't deserve. You know, so if, if we can go, we can wrap up, we can gang tackle him, and we can just hold him down to, you know, what, what he's going to get, you know, then I think we could have success and slow down that clock and maybe get him frustrated that whole offense and maybe we could just change the whole complexity of the whole game. That's That's what we're just trying to do. We talked about this on Saturday, um, and then we'd even talked about this after the game against Covenant Christian, how important it was for you guys to finally get a win. I mean, you guys lost on the half-yard line against Highland Baptist and, and had some opportunities with CCA, couldn't close the deal. To finally get one, I'm sure that that meant a lot to the boys. Have they carried it? Because, look, now the next question is, you know, LSU got a big one Saturday, and the first thing Brian Kelly said was, hey, I want to see how my guys handle success. Have you guys in practice this week handled success well? Uh, the best week of practice we had in three years, Casey, to be honest with you. We we went down, we put full pads on, we were getting down dirty. We had blood, sweat, we had eyes closing because the sweat was going in the eyes, and nobody quit. We were rallying around the football, and one of the main things that our guys were telling us at the end of practice was, hey, guys, man, this is fun. And, and yes, the winning is fun, and it did carry over to us. You know, I wish we were 3-0 and going into this game, uh, but instead of 1-3, one, uh, uh, one well, 1-2, and two, but uh, it doesn't matter. We, we feel that we are a 3-0 football team, to be honest with you, and that's how we've been practicing. Very good, man. What has this been like for you, dude? Because, like, you've been open with us uh, since you got the job. You know, hey, I'm a baseball guy, and, you know, they, they, they asked me to do this, and, you know, you surrounded yourself with a lot of veteran coaches. And what's that experience been like for the last month, bro, you know, leading a high school football team? It's fun. It, it really is. I've always been a fan of football. I, I believe there's no experience like Friday night. You know, I – you know, I always tell my baseball guys, go play football because I think, you know, that's something in high school you need to experience is in lights of Friday night. And uh, for me being part of it, you know, I, I'm going to be on the sideline here no matter what. So me just getting into the hearts and the minds of these kids is, is something I'm really, really enjoying. And I'm actually learning a little bit. So now I was telling Coach about today at practice, you know, just, man, when I watch a game on Thursday night or Friday or Sunday, man, it's a whole new vision for me now. Very good. Um, going on the road, taking on a quality opponent, man. Um, coaches often say, all right, we got to make it a play in special teams or we got to force a turnover. Where are some areas that you guys can make that momentum-changing play, you think, tomorrow? I, I think that those games, like you say, if we could steal a possession here and there, that way we keep that, that running back on the sideline, you know, we might have to do an onside kick if we have to. We might, might have to fake a punt if we have to to keep that clock running. Uh, I just think it, it's, you know, those third and ones, those third and fives, you know, if, if they hold us back to third and six, it's important to get those first downs instead of us having to punt and get those balls away. I think that's the key. We cannot turn the ball over this week. We cannot give them added possessions. You know, I say in the game of baseball, baseball's not a game of who scores the most points. It's whoever gets the 21 outs the fastest. So I think it's going to be the same thing in football this week is, is who has on defense, who, who gives the less amount of possessions to the other teams going to win this football team. I'm going to actually look way down the road. Week seven, I'm looking at your schedule. It has open date or opponent to be determined. Have you guys found an opponent there yet, or is it looking like that may be a bye week? Uh, no, we actually playing somebody. They they are a new team in the LHSA. It's a varsity team, but they can't play for district honors or anything. Okay, yeah, you told me that. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember yeah. you telling me that earlier in the season. My bad. 
Um, yeah. All right, dude. Uh, so send that one and two. Where are some areas that you guys are looking to improve? And then what are some areas that through three games you guys are pleased with so far? I, I think we just need to put the ball in the end zone more. I think we play in fantastic defense. We move in the ball. We have the ball on the opponent's side of the field a lot. Uh, we making some costly penalties down when we get maybe into the red zone or down to the 30-yard mark going in. I think if we start punching in like we did last week of, of making uh, making our offense possessions count, we we controlling the clock, we controlling the ball. It's just right now we just not putting it in the end zone when the field shrinks, and I think we just need to get better at that. I think if we could score more touchdowns, more field goals, uh, I, I think it'd get our defense playing a lot faster and just bring us over that hump. Running the ball a lot, and that you know that wing T, you know more traditional style of offense. How important is it to stay ahead of the chains? Bro, you guys are not an offense that wants to play third and 14. Don't have a whole lot of plays for that. You guys want to play third and three and everything like that. Our whole goal is to be three, four uh, yards to carry. Uh, I think it's very important that we do that. We're not a team that can get behind the chains. We know that. We do have some certain amount of plays to do that. Uh, one of the advantages of us being in the spread for the last four years is we just 100% we just go back to our old style of football shoot it up so we have a lot more plays than people actually think uh but our strength is in that running game and our fullback and our misdirection you told us on saturday something that was interesting which is that like the students on campus are you know being recognized more for what they're doing on the field and for playing well and that their classmates are you know respecting more of the work that they're doing the question that i got for you is hey in the spring do you think you're gonna have bigger numbers based on some of the successes you guys are having I really believe so. Uh, we starting to get more numbers as the weeks go on. We added two more guys this week. Uh, so we pretty much averaging two guys a week joining our football team. We're not going to turn them down tell them, hey, don't wait till next year. We're going to put them in a uniform, and we're going to start practicing as much as we can to get them ready for next year. Oh, that's cool, man. I didn't realize you guys were still taking them as you go. That That's a cool thing, man. Um, last yes, thing before we let you go, what are some keys tomorrow? What are some things you guys got to do well to try to shock the world, as you say? Oh. Uh, like you said, we got a gang tackle. We we got to make sure that we tackle the guy first. We can't let him break through the tackles, and most of all, ball control. And we just can't turn the ball over. Sounds like a winner, bro. Thanks so much for the time. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you, man. I sure appreciate it. Yep, there's Coach Butch Terrio with Homer Christian doing a good job. They are taking on a behemoth tomorrow. Riverside Academy is really good. You look at their schedule. They beat St. Thomas Aquinas badly, sixty-two to twenty-three. Then go play Arch Manning and lose, but it wasn't you know terrible. It was forty-two to twenty. It's about the same like they did to Hanville. Um, then you beat Central Catholic 41 to 38. Central Catholic is really good as athletes for days and days. So that's a good Riverside team that they're taking on. It'll be paramount that they control the pace of the play and you know keep the ball on their side, shorten the game if they could do some of those things. Hey, you never know what might happen. But they're a big underdog going in, and they know that. And they're okay with that. They've embraced that role of, of being the big underdog and being the team that's going up there, as Butch said, to try to shock the world. Let's look at some of the week four matchups around the state. I got to tell you, dude, or dudes and dudettes, as we probably have some some female listeners. I'm not probably, I know we have some regular female listeners. This year in Louisiana has been more so than years past, just loaded with premier, big-time, power-versus-power matchups. And I say it every week, so it sounds like a broken record. But every week, we have these big, enticing matchups of power-versus-power. 
We've got Catholic of Baton Rouge against St. Thomas More on Friday. Like, that's great football. This is a district game, so it's not the same thing, but uh, Rumble and Holy Cross, that'll be exceptional. Hanville and Destrand again, a district game. Carr and St. Augustine will be incredible. St. Augustine beat Zachary last week. Curtis and Jesuit will be incredible. Um, New Iberian Southside will be one hell of a matchup. And again, I'm, I'm a week behind in this point because a lot of these games that I'm giving you are district games. Sulphur and Karen Crow will be a good one. Southside and New Iberia. Well, I told you Southside and New Iberia a minute ago. Santa Monopolousis. That'll be some good football. Uh, West Monroe and Scotlandville. That's, that's, that's incredible. These teams are saying and are realizing, like, look, to be the best. You got De La Salle and St. Charles. I'm just seeing as I continue to scroll down the schedule. These teams are realizing that to be the best, you've got to play the best. And and challenging yourself and going try to get those big PowerPoint games. On one hand, like coaches in years past would shy away from those games because oh man, we don't want to get blown out. You know, it's gonna mess up our morale, whatever it may be. Now teams are embracing that challenge of hey, let's go, let's treat it like a playoff game. Let's get on the bus. Let's do our playoff schedule and routine. It's almost like a a, a rehearsal, a dry run. And we're seeing as fans in Louisiana. Um, we're getting treated to some great matchups. Lafayette, Christian, and Rustin is another one this coming weekend. That'll just be exceptional. It's two teams that are going to be playing until the very end of the season. Um, Turlings, Catholic, and Notre Dame. That's that's incredible. Westgate and St. Martinville. That's, that's incredible. I mean, these are teams that are um, loaded, loaded to the gills, and we're going to be treated to another wonderful Friday night around the state of Louisiana. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk about some things happening in the, in the NBA. Maybe talk a little Thursday night football as we've got a matchup tonight as well. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our skeeter beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. 
Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KULB. Casey Jisclair here. We'll talk a little bit of NBA in this segment as we've got some um, some interesting stuff to talk about. We'll get to Ben Simmons in a minute. You guys know how I feel about him already. I'm going to start yelling and screaming about that. Um, interesting. Interesting news out of Boston. Um, their head basketball coach, Ima Udoka, is likely going to be suspended for the entire upcoming season after having a relationship with member of the franchise's staff. The relationship reportedly was consensual, um, but Boston felt it was inappropriate enough to where they're likely to shelf him for a year. Uh, assistant coach Joe Malusa is likely to be the new Boston interim coach for the upcoming season. Off the top of my head, um, I feel like, I'm, try, I'm choosing my words wisely, man, because this is a sensitive topic. I feel like there's a whole lot here that is not being told to us. Like, if you ever walked into a room and it just stunk, right? Smelled like fish or, you know, rotted shrimp or like you just knew that it stunk. That's what this story smells like to me. It smells like that pooty shrimp peeling smell after they've been in the garbage for three, four days, just that rotten smell. I don't think that in the year 2022 that a coach, especially a coach who's had a lot of success and has made it to the NBA Finals last year, I don't think that a coach would get suspended for a year for having a consensual relationship with a female staff member. Is that inappropriate? You should probably try to separate your personal life from your work life and you probably shouldn't drag some of that stuff together and, and blend it together but if they're both consenting and are wanting this to happen and there's a connection there though it still is a little shady and a little bit gray it likely is not something that'll cause you to be suspended for a year so I tend to think and again I have no proof to back this up right I, I don't. I'm I'm just speculating. I'm giving you my opinion because that's what this radio station pays me to do is, is, is to give my thoughts on the stories that are presented by other news outlets or, you know, games or whatever it may be. I think there's more here than what we realize. I think that as the months pass, we're going to find out more about this situation. And I think that we're going to find out one of two things. Either A, this wasn't as consensual as it was made out to be. Or B, this was something that Udoka was warned about in multiple repeat offenses. Um, or heck, I'll even throw a third one. C, 
Uh, maybe there have been some other issues with him and, and other misdealings in terms of you know maybe being difficult to work with or whatever, and they're kind of maybe using this to kind of try to shove him out of the door. Because it just feels like a very heavy-handed punishment for a situation that didn't even need to become public, right? They could have internally kind of slid this under the rug, and it feels like they came down awfully strong on a dude who has done well for them. And for a, a, an instance or a situation that, though inappropriate and though not right, maybe isn't the worst thing in the world that someone could do. Because, look, you read about NBA culture and you read about NBA locker rooms, um, there's a whole lot of crazy stuff that happens there, and we'll leave it at that. Google it. Those players are doing interesting things. A lot of times those coaches and executives are doing interesting things. So it just feels like a very strong suspension. And I think, I speculate, I lean towards thinking that as the months pass, we're going to learn more about this and we're going to try to you know, maybe piece this story together a little bit better. Now, whew, let's talk about Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons went on the Old Man and Three podcast hosted by J.J. Redick. And he basically lambasted the Philadelphia 76ers for not giving him help as he struggled last year through his mental health situation. Simmons said, I was in such a bad place where I was like, bleep, four-letter F word. I'm trying to get here, and you guys are like throwing all these other things at me where you're not helping. That's all I wanted was help. I didn't feel like I got it from teammates, coaches. I won't say all my teammates, but there's great guys on that team that did reach out, and they're still my friends. But I didn't feel like I got that, and it was just a tough place for me. And then he went on and on and told stories about how the team was trying to get him to practice and was finding him and everything in the sort. This one is a personal one for me because, and I've told this story here, but Guess what? I'll tell it again because we've got a lot of new podcast listeners here. And a lot of you all might not have heard the story about, you know, three, four, five months ago whenever I told you guys this. And like the year 2018, 2019, um, I had some bad mental health issues. I dealt with some anxiety issues. It was hard for me to leave the house, right? Because I always felt like anywhere that I went, like the walls were closing in, I was going to have a panic attack. Like I, I dealt with some of this stuff. And I had to overcome them. And look, it's still a struggle sometimes, though not nearly as profound as it was then. I could, by and large, live a normal life and do what I want to do. But this idea, and look, one of the biggest things that anxiety and, and depression sufferers deal with is having to overcome victimism, which is blaming everyone else for your problems. The way that you break the chain of mental health issues is by conquering it. And, and, and you know, look, it, it takes an army, right? Sometimes it's therapy, sometimes whatever it is, but it's by overcoming and realizing that the things that you fear are not actually as profound nor as real as you make them out to be. Because that's basically what anxiety is. It's an overwhelming fear of something that's not actually as scary as we make it out to be. Ben Simmons needs to stop playing the victim card. Oh, they didn't help me. Oh, they did nothing for me. Oh, everybody was against me. 
They gave you a $200 million contract. How dare they expect you to play after giving you a $200 million contract? How dare they expect you to be productive after investing a fifth of a billion dollars in you? A sum of money, quite frankly, that you don't deserve because you can't make a shot outside of six feet from the basket. Oh, they didn't do anything for me. They kept finding me. Every time I wouldn't show up to a workout, they would find me. Because it was your job to be there. He went on and was telling the famous story about how he got thrown out of 76ers practice because he refused to practice. I actually spoke to Doc Rivers before practice, and I was like, Doc, I'm not ready. Mentally, I'm not ready. Please understand that, Simmons said on the podcast. I tried to let him know prior, and he was like, well, I'm going to put you in anyway. I'm like, all right. He told me to get in. I looked at him. It was like one minute into practice. He said, Ben, get in. Like, first of all, no one's doing that. You're doing this on purpose, and that's how I felt. It seems like everybody's trying to bleep with me right now. I'm getting fined for not lifting weights, but physically I'm one of the strongest guys on the bleeping team. So now they're finding me for little things. There's just a buildup. Obviously, I didn't handle things the right way, but the team didn't either, and the people who had that power. First and foremost, there's a little bit of acceptance there, right? The most important sentence of that ridiculous quote is obviously I didn't handle things the right way. We could have left it at that. Oh, man, they were fining me for lifting weights, but I was the strongest guy on the team. Give me a break. Get stronger. Oh, I didn't want to practice. I wasn't ready. Dude, you have been getting paid an exorbitant amount of money for now the last two seasons, and you haven't played. You have not played. This dude is ridiculous. This dude needs to go go somewhere, man. And I I just misspoke. He hasn't played in one season. He did play his last season in Philadelphia, if you want to call it that. That was the year that he got into the postseason and locked up and couldn't shoot and had to get taken out in the fourth quarter games, and that's where all this stuff happened. Oh, man, what a mess. And to think that the Brooklyn Nets actually traded an asset and James Harden to get this mess. And he went on and he detailed how he was trying to come back and play last postseason, and he just couldn't do it because his back was hurting. I'm going to make a wheel here in the studio. I'm going to dedicate a wall of the studio. I'm going to make a wheel like Wheel of Fortune, and we're going to put a whole list of excuses on the wheel. Sore hamstring, hangnail, migraine headache, ingrown toenail, We're going to put a whole list of 20, 30 excuses on the wheel, and every day before every Nets game, we're going to spin the wheel here during the show and see what excuse we land on, and that'll be the reason why Ben Simmons won't play in the Nets' upcoming game. This dude needs to check himself. I understand the mental health issues. I understand the stress and the strain, but playing a victim and blaming the big bully organization that gave you $200 million, and then how dare they expect you to be an active member of the organization after you sign that, that's just pointing blame at the wrong things. And if Ben Simmons doesn't like basketball and can't mentally and and physically and, and can't overcome those challenges and those strains, then retire. Then retire. Don't play anymore. It's not the team's fault 
that the team expects the adult who is under a nine-figure contract. It's not the team's fault when they have a nine-figure salaried employee who isn't working and the team's getting upset about that. That's a you problem. If you didn't want the stresses and the strains and the pressures of being that high profile or high level of a player in those circumstances, then you shouldn't have signed the deal. You break, man. The dude's been a problem since he went to LSU. He's been a problem since he was in college. Mental health issues. That's an insult. That's an insult to people like me and others who are actually struggling with these issues. Get out of here. Let's catch a break. It's play-by-play. When we get back, we're going to Chris Dugat, Thibodeau High School. His Tigers got a big one tomorrow against see St. John. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The Cutoff Youth Center's Hurricane Festival is back and better than ever September 23rd through the 25th. The fair kicks off with music by Orange, followed by the Gordon Bradbury Band. Saturday's lineup is Ben Bruce and the Acadians, Rough and Ready, and music by Shorts in December. And on Sunday, it's no other than the famous Waylon Thibodeau. Enjoy pay one price rides, great Cajun food, auctions, craft boots, and a raffle drawdown for $6,000. Free parking and free admission. So join us for the Cutoff Youth Center's Hurricane Festival, September 23rd through the 25th. For nearly half a century, Tiger Ag Magazine has covered all things LSU sports. The 2003 National Championship with Coach Nick Saban. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. The 2007 National Championship with Coach Les Miles. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. And the undefeated season of the 2019 National Championship with Coach Ed Ordron. Tiger Rag was there with coverage from the practice field to the hoisting of the trophy. But in all these years of LSU sports moments, there has never been a more exciting time to be a Tiger fan than now. A new era has arrived at Tiger Stadium. Coach Brian Kelly has arrived in Baton Rouge with aspirations of grasping the one thing thing. that has eluded his illustrious career, a national championship. It takes hard work. It takes a commitment. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there every step of the way as Coach Kelly attempts to solidify his status in Louisiana immortality. Follow each moment with Tiger Rag Magazine on newsstands now online at TigerRag.com. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Regional Health System, we're elevating cancer services to unprecedented heights with the construction and opening of our new Cancer Institute. 80,000 square feet of the region's best cancer care and a new home for more cancer doctors to fight more types of cancer. The latest technology, expanded research, and integrated wellness services. You deserve the best cancer care, so we built it. Because at Thibodeau Regional, we take our role as the leader in fighting cancer seriously. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. 
Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at FenceRV.com. Your life is mobile. So is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust companies' online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's Shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Just Claire here. Uh, we go to the phone lines for the final time today, and we go to Thibodeau High School football coach, Coach Chris Duga, who's on the line now. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Good, man. How's it going? Good. You guys have a big one tomorrow, taking on an East St. John team that comes in with a lot of athletes and a lot of uh, very, very good football players. Uh, what are some things you're seeing on tape? Why are they 3-0? Why are some of the things – or what are some of the things that they do well? Speed. Uh, they got a lot of speed on the field. Um, you know, we just got – got to be smart, and uh, we got to make sure that we're doing what we're told, we're playing our assignments, and uh, – just make sure we're not out of position. I think I think we'll be okay as long as we're not out of position. They they just uh, they just run by you a lot, you know. And we 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 have to do some things to counteract their speed. And uh, if we do those things okay, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll definitely have the advantage in special teams. Um, their kicking game is kind of weak. They re- they really don't kick extra points. They go for two a lot. Uh, we're blessed at the kicker position and at the punter position to have two guys that can do it really well. So. I think that's a phase of the game that can really shift the game tomorrow night for us. I know you guys were disappointed in your last one against St. James. You go on the road, face a very quality opponent, and just couldn't get them off the field. They score a bunch of points. Tell us about how that game went, man. You said going in, hey, they've got some big explosive playmakers, and I wasn't there, and we didn't get a chance to speak with you Saturday. So I don't know if that, that's what gave you some problems. What were some things that went wrong for you out there on the river? Um, I mean, they got some guys that, that – uh, that were sitting their their time to be eligible, uh, some transfer guys, and they got them back at the right time, you know, and uh, they made a huge difference. You know, uh, a pre-end kid that's committed to LSU, four-star, he's not a four-star for no reason, man. He can really play. And uh, they got a couple of linemen eligible also that uh, gave them some size up front. They were, they were really big on both the offensive and defensive lines. Uh, offensively, I thought we played pretty well again. For the most part, uh, we had a couple of drives that stalled inside uh, the five-yard line going in, you know. So we only punted once again. So we punted twice in three games. Uh, so we, we're moving the ball really well. Defensively, we just got beat up up front. Uh, we kind of undersized a little bit up front. And uh, they had a really big offensive line, and they just kind of pushed us around. And uh, we're going to do some things this week to kind of uh, – 
try to uh, offset that a little bit, and we're going to move some of the offensive linemen and have them kind of platoon in a couple of those spots on the defensive line and going both ways to try to give us a little bit more size because we're we're pretty stout up front on the offensive line. We got some big guys, so uh, those guys are going to pull a little bit of double duty, and uh, we're just going to try to do it collectively, not forcing one guy to do it alone. You know, do it with about five or six guys on that offensive line that can platoon those two inside tackle spots on the defense. And uh, hopefully that'll help a little bit, uh, you know, as far as giving us some, some push in the middle and some size in the middle. Cause I think that's what's, what's kind of killing us defensively right now is we just so undersized up front. Okay. Good deal, man. Um, open up district play. I know districts don't mean nearly as much as they used to, but man, for the kids, it's a little more you know, boost, a little, Shot in the arm. You're taking on a quality opponent. Big home crowd expected tomorrow. It's a big football game for your team tomorrow, isn't it? Yep. You know, uh, it's it, everyone's a big one now. You know, you get, we got to look at it like, you know, like you said, districts are not really as meaningful as they used to be. And uh, you know, every game matters. You know, whether it's a, a district game or an out of district game, every game matters, and every game's worth powerpoints. And this is a big powerpoint game for us because those guys got three wins. They're three and zero. Oh. So if we can uh, we can pick up a win tomorrow, uh, that would be a huge PowerPoint shift for us. So um, it looks good as far as playoff uh, you know implications for us. I know it's kind of early to be talking about that, but you I mean when you when 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 you're playing for power ratings, you got to talk about it the whole season. You know, so uh, it's a big PowerPoint game for us, and it can it can shift a lot of things for us and give us some momentum. Uh, you know, getting to the middle of the season. How's the health of your crew, man? Whenever you guys are taking on South Lafouche, remember you said you were just getting a bunch of guys back. Have those guys been able to hold up, and are you guys healthy going into this one? Moderately healthy. Unfortunately, we had a kid last week uh, starting linebacker for us. Uh, got a pretty good concussion and, uh, you know, scared a lot of people. It was yeah. one of those that, you know, uh, you know, he, he went nauseous immediately and, you know, started – throwing up a lot on the sidelines and I mean it, and it is a sign and a symptom with a bad concussion and thankfully that's all it was but uh you know we, we definitely won't have his services for a few weeks and you know he'll he'll definitely be missed and uh you know it's just one of those scary things when you see an ambulance come pick up a player you know uh you never know what the you know if you're a fan just Joe fan watching the game you don't know if this is a spinal cord injury or whatever it is so people kind of start making their own assumptions and, uh, you know, stuff hits social media and it kind of causes a panic every now and then. But uh, we got the J-Rock. The J-Rock had it well in hand, you know, and uh, he did a great job Friday night like he always does, taking care of the kids and, uh, you know, being there and uh, just being the most valuable player for us a lot of times. And uh, Jerry did a great job. That's why he's a Hall of Famer. No doubt. Very well said, man. How important is it? Because, look, the game that you beat South Lafouche, you guys were roaring, clicking it all centers right out of the gate. The Lutcher and St. James games, you guys were kind of chasing it a little bit. How important tomorrow against East St. John is it to, hey, let's go out and get that 14 to nothing lead or, you know, 21 to 10 lead? Like, how important is it to be the ones playing out in front instead of having to chase points all game? Well, when you start fast, you can, you can kind of break the spirit of the other team a little bit, you know, and, uh, that's that's what we didn't do last week. We, you know, first play of the game, we deferred, and St. James bust, uh, you know, a, a touchdown run on the first play of the game. You know, just inside zone right up the gut. And, uh, you know, it kind of takes the air out of your sails a little bit when in the first play of the game you're giving up a touchdown run, you know. And 
we did a good job of responding. We drove it uh, first drive. We drove it all the way down there and got inside the one and ended up kicking a field goal. You know, uh, that's that's something that uh, we preach on offense. We got to finish drives, and that's uncharacteristic for us. And I know it's a, a great luxury having a, a field goal kicker, but I mean, we when we get drives inside the five, we got to finish those, and we just. We weren't able to run the ball effectively enough last week, and that's that's going to be one of the keys to victory this week is running the football. We got to be able to run the football. We already know we got a really good passing game with the guys we got: Ian Marillo, Demarcus, uh, Kobe Blanchett, who was out this week and is now back. That's a big a big deal for us because he's he's one of our guys that can uh, you know move the chains for us in, in the passing game also. But we got some guys, some playmakers outside, but we got to be able to pound it too when we need to and line up in some of those heavy sets and, uh, and, and, and score the football when we get inside the 10. You mentioned the power rating numbers a minute ago. Uh, you guys are currently number 33, 28 are going to get in. Do you even pay attention to that? Like in terms of, I mean, obviously, you know, you're following it week by week to see your opponent and, you know, is it a good PowerPoint game, but are you honing in on the fact, Oh no, we're 33 or is it just, you know, Hey, let's get to week seven or eight and then we'll see, you know, where we, where we stack up. Yeah, it's kind of hard to judge it right now as far as where you fall. But, you know, like you said, it's important to look at opponents and see that you got an opponent coming up with three wins, you know, that's undefeated. And if you can get a win, that's a big PowerPoint shift for you, uh, you know, whether it's now or down the road. You know, we're going to pick up a lot of wins down the road from some of the opponents that we've played all, already. You know, I, I think Lutch is going to get a lot of wins. I think Sal Lafouche is going to get some wins. I think uh, you know, uh, East St. John is going to continue to win some games, you know. So we, uh, St. James is going to win some games. Edie White's going to win a lot of games. You know, we got a lot of teams. Uh, of course, we know the University of Destrehan is going to win a lot of games. So, <laughs> I mean, but, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's teams on our schedule that are going to get us a lot of points, but we just got to do our part and start getting some of those wins. And if we can get those wins, then it's going to really translate – into big stuff down the road for us in the ratings when it all comes out at the end and, and and we can hopefully get ourselves at home in the first round. That was the next question I was going to ask. <laughs> you made me laugh when you said University of Destrehan. We know East St. John is, is stout. We know Hanville is, you know, they're always going to be stout. Destrehan seems to be at a different level. I saw, uh, I saw HL Bourgeois. They got that power quarterback run game. They're starting to get it going. Saw Central Lafouche there playing pretty well. Terrebonne has lost some close ones to some hard-fought teams. Um, the floor of your district, some of these teams that were quote-unquote lesser teams in recent years are getting better. The River's staying the same. This is going to be a really competitive district, won't it? Every week is is competitive, every single week. Uh, doesn't matter who you're lining up against on the rest of the schedule. It's going to be a competitive game every week, and we know that. It's going to be a war every week, and uh, we just got to win some of these battles you know, leading up to the end. And, uh, you know, like we, we say every week, it doesn't matter what happened last week against St. James or against South Afusha or Lutcher. The only thing that matters now is East St. John, and we got to be 1-0 this week. If we can be 1-0, that's another victory towards, you know, uh, securing ourselves uh, a spot in the dance at the end. Very good, Coach. We thank you so much for the time. Good luck tomorrow, man. All right. Thanks, man. Yep. That is Coach Chris Dugal with Thibodeau High School. I'm going to make a bold prediction. Okay, hear me out. Make a bold prediction based on something that he told me that changed my whole rationale and thought process on this entire game. Thibodeau's going to beat East St. John tomorrow night. Breaking it down, and I'm looking at it earlier in the week, and I'm saying, well, wait a minute. 
Thibodeau lost to St. James badly, 49 to 25. You know, lopsided multiple score loss. East St. John beat St. James 28 to 20. So I'm thinking to myself, self, how's this going to be close? Like East St. John's going to, you know, they're going to beat Thibodeau badly. Like, well, just look at the common opponents. He said something there that made the light bulb go off. St. James added a four-star wide receiver because apparently, right, there's free agency now in, in Louisiana High School Athletic Association. You could just, like, add guys, right? Um, they add the big four-star wide receiver. They add a bunch of linemen, and then it starts to click. The St. James team that East St. John beat isn't the St. James team that Thibodeau played. And then you look at the rest of the East St. John schedule. They beat Landry last week, 26 to 24. Landry's 0-3. They beat Lanier High School in Mississippi in week two, 36 to 25. They're winless as well. It just made you think. Thibodeau's going to beat East St. John on Friday. The timing is right. And I would not be surprised. If that were the result, and that's how that game went down, will it still be a challenge? Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. It will still be a challenge. Um, but just don't be surprised. Like tomorrow when we're giving scoreboard updates and all oh, this scoreboard update brought to you by, you know, 3T Oil, don't be surprised if you hear us saying, oh, Thibodeau 21, East St. John 13. I'm just getting that feeling based on all the math and all the context clues that that's going to be more evenly matched than we realize. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to give you your betting picks and we'll break down Thursday night football. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The Cutoff Youth Center's Hurricane Festival is back and better than ever September 23rd through the 25th. The fair kicks off with music by Orange, followed by the Gordon Bradbury Band. Saturday's lineup has been Bruce and the Acadians, Rough and Ready, and music by Shorts in December. And on Sunday, it's no other than the famous Waylon Thibodeau. Enjoy pay one price rides, great Cajun food, auctions, craft boots, and a raffle drawdown for $6,000. Free parking and free admission. So join us for the Cutoff Youth Center's Hurricane Festival, September 23rd through the 25th. The other day, my friend said he saw a mosquito the size of a pool dew out near Dulac. Now, he may be exaggerating, but mosquitoes are back and swarming up and down the bayou. If you need help with mosquito control, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They have a number of ways to protect you from those blood-sucking mosquitoes. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here for you. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. RTC, Etel, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now we're moving faster than ever before propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, Etel, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. 
It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Water safety tips from Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. Are you ready? Party all summer. 2022 is the summer of Tiger Rag Magazine. Tiger Rag. Pick up a copy of Tiger Rag Magazine and take LSU sports with you wherever your travels take you. I love this time of year. By the pool, at the beach, or wheels up to your favorite vacation getaway. It's the summer of Tiger Rag Magazine. This summer, best thing ever. Tiger Rag Magazine. On newsstands and connecting with you at TigerRag.com. What does the Weatherbug app tell you? My commute will be a doozy today. Pack my allergy meds. Lightning. Pick up a pizza, not a tennis racket. With more free map layers than any other weather app, Weatherbug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose Weatherbug. Maybe it's a commute to the couch day. Download the Weatherbug app today for free. We thank everybody so much for their time today. We've got 10 more minutes to go here in the show. Casey just here on play by play. Uh, we want to thank coach Tyler Lewis. We want to thank coach Butch Terrio and Chris Dugat for their time. Now let's get to your betting picks for the day. Um, we've got Thursday night football tonight, which is the Steelers and the Browns. Ugh, kind of the butt bowl, right? Neither team has a good quarterback. That's going to be an ugly game. That's not going to be a very physical game. Uh, I mean, not not a very physical game, not a very clean game. That's going to be a very physical game is what I meant to say. Um, two teams, they're going to struggle to score. Um, ugh. I'll watch it, right? It's NFL football. You got to watch it, but ugh, that's going to be, that's going to be ugly. So let's go here and I'll actually try to give you a betting pick based on this game. Let's go under 20 and a half for the Cleveland Browns. The Steeler defense is really good. Uh, they generate such a great pass rush, and they run around. They fly to the ball. The Browns are obviously without Deshaun Watson. They're playing um, Jacoby Brissett under center. He's um, Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> That's the best way I could say it. Uh, he's, he's Jacoby Brissett. He's going to be inaccurate at times on third down, and he's going to struggle, and um uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a drag them out 17 to 14 style game. Give me under 20 and a half for the Cleveland Browns tonight against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, 
I do think that it's a big game for both teams, right? The Steelers, they're trying to figure some things out. They've got a great defense. If they could just play any offense at all with Mitchell Trubisky, they would they would be going somewhere. The problem is that teams are just loading up the box and are taking Najee Harris away because they know that's the only weapon that they have. And then it's putting it on Trubisky on third down like, hey, beat us. And he's Mitchell Trubisky. He's not going to beat you. The same could be said for Cleveland, right? Is that they've got the big power running game of Hunt and Chubb. So far, they've actually been able to get their running game going. I don't know that it's going to be as explosive tonight against Pittsburgh, though. I think there's going to be more of an onus on Brissett to make plays with his arm, and I just think it's going to throw the timing off. I think this is going to be an ugly game. I think there's going to be a lot of defensive plays and a game where um, we're going to really struggle to see a whole lot of points. Maybe I'm wrong, and if I am, hell, I'll own it. Um, I just think that this will be one where the, the, the defenses are going to be in complete control of the action throughout. Um, MLB-wise, I'll get you two more from Major League Baseball. There's some early games today on the slate, but we'll kind of stay away from those. We'll get to some of the ball games that you guys are going to be able to bet on after work. Um Let's go with uh, da, 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 da. let's go with this one, which is the Houston Astros minus a run and a half run line against the Baltimore Orioles with Justin Verlander on the mound. Uh, Verlander's ridiculous, man. He's odds on favor to be, or not maybe not the odds on favor, but he's one of the dudes in discussion for the Cy Young. He's been tremendous. The Orioles are slowly, and it took a while, right, but they're slowly starting to fade to black. They're really not very much so in contention anymore. They're kind of behind the eight ball in terms of postseason. They've only got a 0.6% chance of making the playoffs. They're going to likely have a winning season, which is incredible in and of itself, but they're four games back of the last wild card spot. They're chasing Seattle. They've still got something to play for, right? No, They're not out of it altogether. Um but they're behind the eight ball, and it's not likely that they'll get in. I think facing Verlander today, they'll kind of get it put on them a little bit. One more Major League Baseball pick that I'll give to you all will be this one. I like over seven and a half runs between the Brewers and the Reds. Um, I like anytime it's a number that's less than nine in a game that's in Cincinnati, I'm taking the over no matter who's pitching. Brandon Woodruff is throwing for the Brewers, and yeah, he's been really good. Uh, Hunter Green is throwing for the Reds, and after a terrible start to the year, he's actually been pretty good. But seven and a half in that park is just that's a that's a tough number. You hit a pop fly, and you know a little gust of wind blows. There's gonna be a home run out there. They call it the Great American Small Park for a reason, is because the park doesn't hold the baseball very well out there. So I like over seven and a half there in that matchup between the Brewers and the Reds. I think the pitchers are good. Uh, but I think the offenses will get a few in the air and will make some things happen. A reminder, you guys, before we wrap up, join us every Friday night for varsity football coverage pregame at 6.30, kickoff at 7 o'clock. This Friday, South Lafouche will be taking on South Terrebonne. I'll preview that matchup from cover to cover tomorrow. Our broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Dan Oss, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, and Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, in addition to Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. 
Also, stick around for After the Lights, presented by Grand Isle Shipyard, which will be our post-game recap show after the game goes final. And we've got some new additions to our After the Lights team. Uh, we're going to do a middle school football segment, breaking down everything happening on the middle school ranks. That is sponsored by the LCO Athletic Department. And then also our, you know, some of the other things that we're doing. We'll have a segment that's sponsored by Storage Depot in Cutoff, 15378 West Main Street in Cutoff, Louisiana. So we thank everybody for our support. Growing our team, man, people ask me all the time, dude, like you're everywhere. Like you're going to get pictures at this game and that game and you're on this radio show and that radio show. Like don't you ever get tired and worn down and fatigued and really no, like talking about sports and going to football games and stuff like that's not tiring to me. I tell people all the time is that, look, if I worked as, you know, uh, an accountant at, 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 at Schwest or whatever, you know, whatever job, you know, a, a cashier at Rouse's or whatever job you want to make up, if I did whatever that was, as soon as I would knock off, you know what I'd be doing? I'd be looking to go find a game to watch or I'd be looking to you know, go home and find a game to watch it. This is just what I do, man. So, you know, the idea of, you know, burnout or nothing. No, man, we're, we're rolling. This is where we want to be. We want to be promoting the student athletes in our area. And as simply put as I could, as I could tell it, I tell people this all the time and I phrase it the same way every time I want student athletes to realize and understand how cool and special it is to be a student athlete. As a teenager, that's one of the coolest things that you could be. What are the alternatives, right? You know, being a pothead, you know, getting in trouble in class. No, being a student athlete's one of the coolest things you could be. And I, I don't mean that as like, if you're not one, you're not cool. That's not what I'm saying. Please don't take it the wrong way. But there is, there are strategic advantages and in, in playing sports teach you things about life and they train you to be an adult and and by the way, whenever I say student athlete, I'm lumping band kids into that. I'm lumping cheerleaders into that. I, being in any type of school club with any type of structure, that's one of the coolest things you could be. Being part of something at a young age, something productive, something positive, is one of the best things that you could do for yourself. So in today's day and age where the instinct is always, oh man, I'm going to go play on my phone, play on my iPad, I'm going to be by myself, I'm going to stay to myself. I don't want to be part of that. In today's day and age where the instinct is always to pull back, for those who go against the grain and go forward and say, no, I want to be part of something, that's one of the coolest things you could do. Of course I want to shine light on that. Of course I want to breed into that positivity and let you guys know how special that is. That's why we do what we do. That's why I do this radio show. To let everybody know, hey, Central Lafouche has a running back who's badass. He's going to get 300 yards rushing Friday. That's incredible. I want people to know that there are good football and volleyball teams in the area because you guys should be proud to be part of that. Absolutely. I'm fired up now, and I'm fired up in an excited way, man. You guys are doing great work, and I'm happy to be here to let the community know that you guys are busting your tails, and the least we could do is recognize you and shout you out and give you acknowledgement for that. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll have Chandler Guitros. His freshman team got a win yesterday. He'll be excited about that. We'll try to have Damien St. Pierre on. We'll get our weekend predictions, everything of the sort. I ran a little bit long today, uh, so i got to wrap up. But thanks to everybody for listening. Have a wonderful rest of the day. God bless everybody. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. Can